Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, welcome back to episode three of the Practically Joyful Mom podcast. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and today we're talking about two simple things you can do to change your perspectives and have a more joyful mom life even if nothing about your circumstances changes. I'm really excited about today's topic because the two things we're going to talk about have been such powerful practices in my life and really help me so much when I do them. And I know they can make a difference for you too. We've probably all heard the expression, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy, or some variation of that. And there's definitely a lot of truth in that because as moms, we really set the tone for our whole home. But what if we flip this negative saying on its head? And what if instead of focusing on our ability to sabotage the mood of the entire family in no time flat, and we really all have that ability, um, what if we took ownership of our ability to intentionally bring more joy into our homes? What if we accepted the challenge to live more practically joyful lives, not perfectly joyful, because that doesn't really exist this side of heaven, but what if we dared to rewrite the narrative of our lives and to say, if mama chooses joy, everybody's happier. It really all starts with our minds and where we focus on. Every day is going to have some good moments, some rough moments, some really sweet moments, and some moments that make us want to tear our hair out. We have the choice to focus on the spills, the poopy diaper explosions, the sibling bickering and never-ending to-do lists, or to focus on the slobbery wet baby kisses, bedtime snuggles, the unexpectedly sweet thing our kid says, or the five minutes where our kids are laughing and playing together before conflict hits really believe that what you you find what you're looking for and what you focus on grows so if you're looking for all of the ways that your kids are going to make your day challenging and miserable and frustrating it will really not be hard to find those things and once you notice one annoying or irritating or stressful thing it's pretty easy to notice another and another and so on and so on and pretty soon that's all you see and then you feel grumpy at everyone And like we already talked about, when mama's not happy, nobody's happy. So it all goes downhill from there. But on the flip side, if we're looking for the good, the beautiful things, we'll find those two. And once we notice one sweet interaction between our kids, one cute thing the toddler says, or one moment when you just step back and take a moment to think about how blessed you are to be sharing life with these little people, to be the one who gets to love them and take care of them 
then you notice more and more of those moments that fill your heart up and bring you joy. The thing is, it's usually easier to notice the negative moments. It's easy for me to notice the times when I'm trying to just go to the bathroom to pee by myself, and that's the minute when my kids choose to start fighting. If we aren't intentional about looking for the good, we miss out on savoring those moments when they're playing nicely together or they just want to snuggle on our laps and read books together. We have to be intentional about noticing the good and wonderful moments in our days and focusing on them or else we will easily be overwhelmed by the negative. We find what we're looking for and what we focus on grows. So let's dive into these two simple perspective changing practices to choose joy for yourself, which chooses joy really for your whole family. These are simple things you can do in just a few minutes each day. It's not some big thing to add to your to-do list, but it can dramatically shift your focus to the beautiful and wonderful parts of motherhood. So the first is wake up grateful. Now, if you are like me, waking up grateful doesn't just happen necessarily all the time, especially if you're being woken up from like a deep sleep by your toddler accidentally kicking you in the face with their flailing limbs or a crying baby waking up hungry and letting you know it. But we can train our brains to start the day joyfully by focusing not on the things that make us want to jump straight to grumpiness, but on the blessings in our lives. So for me, this practice of wake up grateful just looks like I start my day by opening the notes app on my phone and I write down two things I'm grateful for. Some days I get carried away and I write more. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you for that. And I end up writing down five things. Other days, it's really hard for me to think of anything, especially on those days, like I said, where your kids wake you up and it's early and it's not when you wanted to wake up. So on those really rough mornings, it's hard for me to think of the first thing to put down. So a lot of times I will try to get really practical or really tangible, like I'm thankful for my bed. I'm thankful for coffee. Um, thankful we have a dishwasher. So I started it last night and now we have clean dishes instead of me having to spend so long standing at the sink washing them last night. Just those really tangible things can kind of get me going. And then once I've started thinking of things to thank God for, then I can think of more things and more things. What we focus on grows. And so once I start being thankful, then I can keep being thankful and some days I find myself like almost in tears thinking about how blessed am I to get to spend my days with my kids to be their mom doesn't happen every day some days it's like the struggle to write down two or three things I'm thankful for and it's hard (laughs) so some days are better than others but some days I get to that point of just feeling overwhelming gratitude So when we consistently can do this practice and start by waking up grateful, it really helps to set the tone for our day. It doesn't mean we feel grateful for every single thing during the day. It's hard to feel thankful for like 10 poopy diapers in a day or whatever the thing is, but it starts our brain out in the habit of being thankful. Not a brain scientist, but I'm really fascinated by this way that our thoughts actually form physical pathways in our brain. If you are looking for a fun way to spend hours and hours of the free time that I know we all have, um, you should Google neuroplasticity. 
So it's just this idea that our thoughts actually form pathways in our brain. And the more times we follow that pathway of thought, the more deeply it gets traced into our brain until it becomes like autopilot for us to just jump on that pathway and follow our habitual thoughts. It's like if you've ever accidentally driven to work or driven to your kid's school and you realize halfway there or when you're sitting in the parking lot, oh, it's Saturday, Um, but autopilot got you there. And our thoughts can go on autopilot so often on these pathways. And we can lead ourselves to a lot of dark, depressing, frustrating, negative places when we just jump on the same old thought pathways but we can intentionally carve out new pathways in our brains so that it becomes more and more autopilot to wake up and think of what we're grateful for. And then later in the day, it's easier to come back to these same pathways of gratitude. If you just do a quick Bible search um, on the version or whatever Bible app you like, search for give thanks or gratitude or something like that, you will see the multitude of verses about being grateful, about giving thanks. And there's a reason that the Bible tells us to give thanks and be grateful. And it's not just because God deserves it, and he does, but it's because it reorients our hearts and changes our attitudes and changes our perspectives. It changes us when we do this. Your wake-up grateful practice doesn't have to look like mine. If you know that picking up your phone in the morning is going to get you sucked into Instagram or Facebook or your email or whatever, maybe get a notebook and write it down. I really believe that writing out our gratitude in one way or another helps us focus on it. It helps us stick in our brain better. And then you have this written record of things to look back at, of ways you're thankful. If you'd rather just say it out loud, that's fine. Just talk to God. Tell him what you're thankful for. Tell your kids. Tell your husband. Tell yourself out loud in the shower or while you're waiting for coffee to brew. For me, it doesn't usually work to just think about what I'm thankful for because then I get stuck in my head and end up running through my to-do list or what I'm worried about that day. So somehow externalizing it and getting it out of your brain on paper or just out in the world in words is easiest for me. So that's the first perspective for today. The perspective shifting practice for today is waking up grateful. Start the day by training your brain to look for things to be thankful for. The second practice to shift your perspectives is something that I like to call happiest moment of the day. This is just a really simple way to look back on your day at the end of the day, just spend a couple minutes and focus on the good. For me, it looks like same thing, opening the notes app on my phone, or you can use Google Docs, you can use whatever app you want on your phone. Um, I just write down the date and my happiest moment from the day. So just like with the morning gratitude, sometimes it's hard to think of things. Other times I write five happiest moments because I couldn't just choose one. You could have a notebook where you write it down. I love that written record because it's fun for me to look back and say, oh, when that one cool fun thing happened, how old was my youngest? And I can look back and kind of figure it out by the date. So I like that. If you don't care about the date, don't worry about it. You could have one notebook where you do gratitude and the happiest moment of the day, keep them together, keep them separate, whatever works for you. You don't have to do it the same way I do. Um, I went back and read some of the examples from my happiest moment of the day journal, and it just 
just things like watching my husband and our two boys walk through the parking lot all holding hands together on our way into church or kissing my baby's face after he fell asleep in my arms. My two-year-olds look of pure delight when he saw a kitty cat. Um, most of the things I wrote down are not big, huge events. They're not the times we went on a trip or the days we did a, a special thing. They're just these tiny little moments of wonder and joy that I would have missed if I hadn't been on the lookout for them. When I go through the day thinking, okay, what am I going to write down in my happiest moment of the day journal? And my eyes are opened up to these tiny little snapshots of beauty. And I want to be really clear, please do not hear me saying that we just pretend the bad things didn't happen or we ignore them or refuse to let ourselves feel frustrated or angry or just like stuff our emotions. That's not healthy. And I have another episode planned where I want to talk about how do we deal with those negative things as they come up through the day. So we'll talk about that in another episode this here is just talking about not erasing the negative things, but not focusing on them. So I kind of think of like old time gold miners, and I don't really know all the technicalities of this, but how I picture it is they, you know, scoop up some sand and some water in their little sifter and they shake it and all the sand falls through and they catch the little nuggets of gold. And so that's what we're doing here with this happiest moment of the day. We just sit down and we say, okay, what are the things that were those little pieces of gold in the day? It's just a way of catching and holding on to the good and letting the frustrations and the irritations go. Philippians 4.8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This verse does not say whatever is annoying, whatever is irritating, whatever really bugs you, think about such things. And there's a reason for that, because the things we think about, the stories we tell ourselves have a powerful effect. When I look back on my day, the story that I tell myself about it really matters. I recently talked about this with my six-year-old because he was telling me this was the worst day ever in the hyperbolic way that only six-year-olds can manage. Um, so we look back over the day together and I told him, buddy, we, we have a choice of how we could look at this day. Like I could look back at the day and I could say, oh, today was the worst day ever. This morning, the kids got in a fight over some toys and lunchtime was crazy and chaotic. And in the afternoon, the kids weren't listening about getting ready to go to the park. So I lost my patience and I yelled at them. We had a big spill at dinner, and then after dinner, there was a pile of dirty dishes to wash. So I could look at it that way and think, wow, worst day ever, right? Or I could look back on the day and say, wow, today was a great day. We went on a nice morning walk and saw some pretty flowers. We got to have some time wrestling and laughing and tickling each other. When I apologized about yelling, the kids hugged me and forgave me, and then they apologized for not listening. We had a nice afternoon tea time, and the devotion we read started this great conversation. And the thing is, those are both descriptions of the exact same day. So when I tell myself a worst day ever story, I go to bed feeling exhausted and defeated and discouraged. And when I tell myself a great day story, I may still go to bed feeling exhausted, but it will be the happy kind of exhausted, the happy kind of tired that comes from 
a full life and full days. So these two really simple daily practices, waking up grateful and then happiest moment of the day at the end of the day can really help us to focus on the good and the lovely and the wonderful and the beautiful. So like I've mentioned before, on each of these episodes, I want to give you a really practical application. Most of this episode has been about that practical application. So I just want to challenge you to start your own practice of waking up grateful, ending your day by reflecting on your happiest moments. It just takes a couple minutes. It doesn't take long, but it can shift your mental perspective so that you can start focusing on those moments in your mom life that take your breath away because they're precious instead of the ones that take your breath away because you're trying so hard not to scream and yell. Um, This mental shift can move us out of that hot mess mom mode and feeling stuck and like everything's a disaster and there's nothing we can do about it. But don't swing too far to the other side and get stuck in feeling like you have to do this thing perfectly either. Because some days I forget to do either one of these things and some days grumpiness takes over. A joyful heart doesn't just happen overnight, especially if you're in the habit of focusing on the negative. If you start these things and then you miss a day, you miss a week, you miss a month, don't just stop. Don't give up and think, okay, I tried that and it didn't work for me. I tried that and I can't do it consistently. I like to think about if somebody's building a house and it rains for a week and they can't work on it, They don't just stop and say, oh, well, never mind. That house isn't going to work out. You just start again. And I think that is a huge key to a lot of things in motherhood, a lot of things in life. When you get off track, just start again. You don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to say, oh, I ruined my streak of 10 days in a row of whatever. Just start again. Take each day as its own day these two practices of kind of bookending our day with focusing on the good things, the blessings, the beautiful moments, they've had a huge impact on my life and me feeling more joyful and in turn on my kids being more joyful. And like I said, I don't do this perfectly. There's lots of days where I'm grumpy. (laughs) Um, But the times when I choose to do this, it really does make a difference. I can tell the days that in my house mama chooses joy, everybody is happier. Thank you so much for being here today, friends. I hope you're feeling encouraged and inspired and equipped with practical ideas of how you can choose more joy in your days. If you enjoyed this episode, you can hit the subscribe button, make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, and I would so appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review to help other moms be able to find these messages if they need to hear them as well. You can follow me on Instagram at Practically Joyful Mom. Kind of new to Instagram, and I don't want to get sucked into spending way too much time on social media, so I can't promise to post there super often. But I will post about new episodes there, and I'd love to be able to have some discussions there with all of you to talk about how you're applying the episodes, what other topics you want to hear about. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you all back here next week. I'm so thankful to be doing this practically joyful mom journey with each of you. Together, let's choose joy today, friends. Mm